Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 25. My name is Bowie Stover, my pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This week, friends, we have a very special guest on the show. I'm super excited. Uh, my good friend Kai has joined me for an interview. Kai is a non-binary trans-masculine person who uses he, him and his pronouns. He started transitioning at 35 and has used movement to get in touch with his body and build a more masculine physique. Kai's a team leader for State Government Waste and Recycling Infrastructure Grants Program. How fancy does that title sound? <laughs> He's focused 12 years of work towards reducing the amount of waste going to landfill, in turn protecting our environment. The work has included managing grants, developing grant programs, and managing statewide education strategies. He has a strong connection to nature and people. He also designs and builds furniture out of reclaimed timber, otherwise destined for landfill. He's starting up a business called Wooden Pectoralis to raise money for chest surgery and then to support the trans community to access gender-affirming goods. Wooden Pectoralis will be launched in October 2020. Get excited, friends. I will link to the website in the show notes so you can follow it up. And I hope that you can check out what Kai has been doing and maybe help not only him, but also other community members as well. Kai, welcome to the show. Can you share a little about who you are and what physical activities you've been participating in? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am, I was assigned female at birth and I um, started taking action on transitioning in about 2018 when I was about 35. And as well as that, I've got chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. So being active for me has been a, a, quite a challenge throughout my whole life, but I love movement. Like I have to move. I love playing soccer. I love kicking stuff. I love throwing stuff. <laughs> like it's so important to me to move. Um, and it's been a real challenge in my life trying to get that balance. And so, yeah, some of the things that I do at the moment with those limitations, which I often just push a bit too hard, but I just love it too much. I ride my exercise bike at home so that if I get too tired, I can jump straight off it. I do some push-ups and stuff like that, some sit-ups. I do lots of stretching every day because that's one of the things that with fibro, you get pretty stiff um, as well as taking testosterone. You get pretty stiff pretty quickly. So a bit of stretching, a bit of gaming now with move controllers. <laughs> I've done like Creed boxing. So that I, the first time I did it, I was like, that's oh, so just a computer game. It'd be fine. <laughs> got, got in there, turned it on. I was like, all right, I'll just do a match, see what happens. And um, as soon as I finished the match, because you're in it and you're just trying to duck and weave, it stops. And then my heart rate was like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to vomit or pass out. This <laughs> is supposed to be gaming. What's going on here? <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of it, really. Nice. 
Oh, I love that. Gaming's evolved so much to be like so much more interactive and helpful for us. Yeah. I was talking to another friend I interviewed a couple of weeks ago and they were saying they've gotten into the gaming as well. I think there's something called Ring Fit that's got some okay. little devices that you attach on yourself and do a similar thing, like move about and stuff like that. Yeah, right. So, um, oh, I'm envious of your gaming. <laughs> <laughs> you were telling me before you've got a virtual reality goggles that go yeah. with it. Do they they go in with this game, like this boxing yeah. game you were playing? Yeah, that's right. So you got oh. you got punch, punches coming straight at your face. It's amazing. Cool. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There's so many different avenues. It's just blows my mind. I'm still not one of those gamers. <laughs> I'm sitting yeah. in the controller. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm gonna stare at a screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that too. <laughs> so, what inspired you to begin moving your body or practice what you do? I think probably just my need. It's like eating for me. I just have to do it. And it's just the challenge for me, like I said, just trying to find how I can do that. So I I love playing soccer and I, w- I would be in a team if I could be, but because I can't, I'm looking for other ways to kind of get that fun as well as that kind of movement and, and activity. But in addition to that, I do also just want to try and be really just generally healthy so you know I get toxins out of my body because I really notice it when I'm really sedentary my mental health starts going down my physical health you know starts really plummeting I don't sleep well that kind of stuff so it's a couple of my different motivations for for why I want to you know make sure I keep moving yeah amazing it's really great that you've kind of found that outlet at least with your exercise bike for the moment to kind of be able to give you that something that's it so how did you get started uh, even like way back when you started playing soccer and stuff like that, what kind of, what kind of got you started with doing that? Um, probably in high school because we had to do sports at, at high school. Um, and I guess for me as well, it was one of the ways I sort of saw myself in, in terms of my gender expression. You know, I want to be like one of the guys, you know, I want to be, you know, out there getting rough. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that definitely meant, I wanted to spend time with those people with those energies and play the sports like that and, and kick the soccer ball. I really loved playing soccer. I found that I had a bit of a elastic body, which was kind of fun. <laughs> Works with soccer. Did yeah, some sure. accidental kicks over the head and stuff like that. <laughs> you busting all those cool moves. <laughs> yeah. I sort of played soccer since high school, really. And then I went to the gym a couple of times during uni just to sort of see what that was like. And it wasn't really my scene. But later on in life, I started starting getting a bit more fatigued. And so I was looking for other options because I couldn't really commit to a soccer team because I didn't want to sort of join a soccer team and then go, sorry, I can't show up for practice and then, you know, occasional games. You really, When you're in a team, you really got to be able to show up. So um, I decided to, yeah, look for a, someone to help me guide, which was you, to yeah. – uh, <laughs> To actually help me figure out how I can balance my fatigue and try and do some movement and have some fun as well. Yeah, awesome. That was so cool. Yeah, and, and um, it was definitely a really fun experience kind of working with you in that. So, Kai, can you share a little bit how getting active has changed your life? I know you've touched on how it's kind of helped you a bit with your mental health and uh, being a bit less tight and stuff like that. But can you elaborate a little bit more on some other changes that you may have had from being a bit more active? Yeah. Um, aside from mental health and being able to move, I think it's also changed my life in, in that it's been a, a bit 
more like a social activity as well. So talking to my neighbors about what they're doing with their fitness and that kind of bonding stuff. Um, been doing some bonding stuff with my uh, one of my neighbors as well. So he's got his own gym set up. So we were talking about all the zoo moves and you know, all that kind of stuff. And what Very equipment cool. do you have? What equipment do you have? <laughs> kind of I don't like, I'm not great conversationalist in general. So it's good to kind of have some things like that to, to chat to people about. Um, and the other thing too is, yeah, just for body image as well, while transitioning to, to be more masculine, I can notice that I'm nat- naturally getting more muscles, but um, to actually be able to kind of have some, affirmation from building up some of those muscles and kind of feeling like when I look in the mirror, I'm like looking, looking muscly, looking, yeah. <laughs> looking more like the body that I, I want to have. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you mention Especially... um, zoom moves? Sorry. Yeah. Zoom moves. Yeah, yeah. I just learned about that as a training style not too long ago, actually. Do you want to share oh, really? a little bit about that? Do you practice it? Um, I actually, well, I found it out about it through you, through the work that um, we were doing together. Yeah, I'd never heard of it as zoo. Like I, like I do a lot of those animal oh, movements, but I'd never right. heard it termed that. Yeah, I read an article oh, like just this week talking about a training called zoo, and I'm like, yeah, oh, I do those movements, but yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> blew my mind. It's like a whole session just with animal <laughs> movements. Yeah, I know, which is hilarious. Some of them, one of them is called like a half Hindu, which I'm like, is that kind of inappropriate? It's I'm not racist. sure. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a, a downward dog, so I'm not really sure what they're going on about anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah it's really it's really fun. Yeah, because yeah. I, I get bored pretty quickly. You know, that's why I don't like going to the gym because I'm like, eh, just lift this thing 300 times. It's boring. Um, not that I lift anything 300 <laughs> times. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's super fun because you, you get to work out a whole lot of different range of bits of your body whilst you're being a bit of a fool and hilarious. So, yeah, I just really love it. And, um, yeah, I found out there's a guy in, um, I think it's Queensland, who started it or kind of put it all together. And there's all these YouTube videos of people doing, like, extreme versions of them as well, which I was like, I'm never going to do that, but you are cool. It's like the worm <laughs> on crack, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that, Sometimes dance moves. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it just brings that little bit of extra um, fun to to working out, which I'm I'm all into. Absolutely, it always makes it easier if you if you like making it fun. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be kind of a boring, boring, repetitive stuff like you said, which is yeah. often not the message that we're given. It's like training right. is serious; it has to be very serious because we're That's doing right. serious things here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And if I had the energy, um, I would be doing like those obstacle courses and stuff like that. Like that's that's my jam. So yes, that would be cool. uh, I did an obstacle course once. It took hours. Oh yeah! <laughs> it was wow. Like a ten kilometer one. I'd never done oh. one before. I'm not sure. Ten k's. Yeah, why not? 30, <laughs> Thirty-three obstacles. How hard could it be? Climb <laughs> this nine-foot wall with no reference. Like, oh, kind of regret my decision. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. Um, yeah, I've, 
I've done one, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, I once did one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I even got one of those little medals that's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I climbed a giant wall. <laughs> I don't help at all. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I thank my height advantage. I got like an eight foot reach with my arms above my head, so I only had to jump oh, a little whoa. bit, and then I just had to kind of get my legs over. I mean, they were hanging pretty, pretty low. It was yeah, but um, yeah, height advantage totally worked in my favor in that circumstance. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Well, that's cool because, like, I used to climb trees all the time and if there was a fence, I'd do a flip over it just for the fun of it. Yes. <laughs> Go through the fence door. I'm not going through a gate. What's that about? I'll go over the gate, thank you. <laughs> Way more fun. Absolutely. Going over anything is so much funner than going through it. Unless yeah. you must go through, through it, in which case then it can be hilarious. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> My version of parkour. <laughs> it's like extreme parkour where it's not it's like diving through a thing <laughs> new trend yep so how's your relationship with your body evolved since you first began being active um it's an interesting question because i've um also been through a pain journey which creates a different kind of a relationship with your body very yeah. disassociative kind of relationship and so you kind of get through the day and even you just sort of learn to cut out sensations in your body and so when I started doing training again it really brought me back to kind of creating a bit more of a sense of self as well and um, grounding myself in my body I don't know how to describe it but yeah just I guess bringing that disconnection that I had back together kind of retraining my brain to actually be present in my body and yeah it's been that's actually been probably on your question before it's probably been one of the other more profound things is that when I was going through a rough time just before I kind of came out I was doing lots of yoga and um, and meditation and I was living on my own at the time and it was through doing those movements that got me in touch with who I am and and what I need and what my body wants and that kind of brought all the stuff to the surface and kind of allowed me to actually kind of go okay this is something I've really got to explore and I've got to do so yeah it's been um it's it's it's, yeah it's been a really interesting sort of journey with with kind of looking at that side of what is what have I done because of my pain and and what is doing activity kind of bringing back into my life and and um, that my sense of self it's been really important to me amazing yeah I can't imagine having to try and take the courage to step back into that space knowing the discomfort that you've experienced and kind of it almost like what you've had to learn to embrace kind of that discomfort that comes with being more connected with your body yeah definitely yeah it's um it's sort of a, a, a I would say like a sibling relationship where you're like i love you but you're really <laughs> annoying sometimes <laughs> and i have a lot of fights with you <laughs> but i'm stuck with you yeah <laughs> uh, yeah good. oh that, that's a great way to think about it too hey it's like i guess there's that, that point of acceptance that it's just that's how it's going to be so what can you do to yeah. make the most of your experience and enjoy it the best that you can yeah that's it yeah, that's right. Yeah, very cool. I'm I'm curious, when you started tea and 
How did that influence your fibromyalgia? Did you find that it it caused it to uh, show up more in your body or in different places or anything like that, or did it occur in the in the kind of the same patterns that it did before you started hormones? Interestingly, um, my pain li- lifted kind of a lot. It, really? it actually went away majority wow. of the time because I was in pain probably eighty percent of the time. Now I'm in pain maybe five percent mm. of the time. Oh, that's incredible! Which is just so incredible and i think that the reason for that for me personally i can't speak for anyone else um is that i was having so much stress in my body and tension in my body because um i was so unhappy and um obviously you know being trans it's a direct psychological link with your body and your sense of your body and rejection of your body um and for me the pain lifted quite significantly but my chronic fatigue's gotten worse <laughs> that's another that's another story <laughs> but yeah did you find the shame the pain shift happened quite quickly um no it was probably about two months in into taking testosterone i think um once i'd sort of that was kind of at the point where i had already come out to a lot of people um things in my workplace were settling down a little bit and um you know i was starting to feel really excited about my new life as me like that that like sense of freedom i think that was kind of coming to me at that point where i was like i've started changing i've started taking steps now um you know i've started feeling more myself who is this this me now who who is it that i want to be rather than this entire lifetime of trying to be, you know, a pretty f- female that's just not me, <laughs> you know, yeah. and the stress yeah. that comes with that. I mean, every time I got in the, got up in the morning, like, do I look girly enough? <laughs> I hate that, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. made a point actually now not to get up in the morning and go, do I look masculine enough? <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to step into the same bloody trap. Yeah. yeah. Have you found that quite challenging to try and to not just kind of switch that perception of being like feeling like you now have to fill like a more masculine role as you've transitioned and kind of I've, settling into who you are? Yeah, I found it difficult um, with people that I haven't, um, that I meet out in the shops or somewhere, people I don't really know because um, – when you, when two people who present as as masculine meet, I'm just, that's kind of the best way I can describe it, guys. If you want to say that, um, there's like this different interaction that I had never experienced before of like, hey mate, hey mate, you know, like <laughs> this, this thing that happens, and I find really amusing, and I find myself trying to work out should I reciprocate this behavior? It's not bad behavior. It's just not a behavior that I have learned and do myself. Yeah. Or, or do I just be me and, and does that offend that person? Cause I'm not reciprocating <laughs> what they're used to getting from someone who presents as, you know, yeah. looking male. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this hidden, this like hidden language of communication or something like that that's there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's right. Interesting. I was explaining to a, um, a colleague of mine. It's like when women get together, they suss each other out for safety, and when men get together, they suss each other out for hierarchy. Yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting. It's, uh, it's like, do do you find you you 
kind of play into that trying to present more masculine or trying to do you like try and deepen your voice further and stuff like that to or anything like yeah, that to, definitely. To... yeah definitely <laughs> and then i'm like what am i doing <laughs> oh, i just get a bit lost because i get a bit flustered at the moment i'm like I'm just gonna keep doing this <laughs> how you going mate <laughs> 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 the one safe thing is like just say no, just walk away <laughs> yeah that's right exactly <laughs> oh, yeah okay. and the smiling as well like as i used to smile a lot but of course um you know it's it's a it's not it's a bit uncomfortable for people who aren't used to really smiley guys or yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. Did I, I think I, th I saw you you'd maybe posted something on Facebook about that. People people had started getting like a bit uncomfortable for you smiling at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was, um, I went traveling in New Zealand and I was presenting much more than I had facial hair and, um, you know, wearing a binder and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. My voice being deeper. And, you know, I'd do the normal thing, which is I, I'd smile at people, which is what I do. And you just notice that – I just noticed that um, people, cis females, were, were getting really uncomfortable with me smiling at them, <laughs> thinking I'm this creep. It's like, hey, you, how you doing? <laughs> That's not what I'm doing. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> That's oh. being polite. <laughs> That's kind of sad. <laughs> like, that's what, I know. That's what I, I know, but it kind of makes you see the other side of things a little bit differently, you know. So how could folks that are living a similar experience to you maybe do try to start doing things differently based on what you've learned from your own journey? Um, I think getting help has been the biggest thing for me because all of the stuff that's available out there for people who want to get fit – or do movement is for people who have really healthy bodies already. Like, I mean, healthy as in, you know, you don't ex experience chronic pain. Yeah. And so for me, I think the biggest thing was, um, yeah, getting someone like yourself to kind of go, well, I understand bodies and I understand limitations and I understand that these are your limitations. Um, let's put it together a program that's going to give you some satisfaction and not just make you feel like you can't actually do the things that you want to do and be able to move the way you want to move. You can still try and get that, but you need some expert um, help to do that. Yeah. So as someone who experiences chronic pain and approaching movement, seeing the messaging that's put out there by the fitness industry, trainers and gym spaces, how do you feel about that? What do you think could be done better or differently to be more supportive and inclusive of people that are living your experience? Yeah, I think definitely being able to provide and advertise programs that are available to all kinds of fitness and um, ability levels is um, something that's really lacking for sure. Um, a lot of the stuff that people do put out is made available for people who just want to, you know, come and pump some iron and <laughs> lose weight, look good, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the real generic stuff. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't really fit in the um, occupational therapy kind of bracket and I don't fit into you know the healthy bracket either so yeah I think um, if there was more support and guidance out there even even people just saying hey we offer that service um, that that would be amazing 
Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's something I've always found challenging is that that persona that gyms share is one of like, well, you can come to us, but don't actually expect help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come it. in and use our things, but don't talk to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of sports injuries, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what could be done differently to help create opportunities for support for people that are sharing a similar experience to yours? Um, I think a lot of people who are um, who are trans also experience a lot of chronic pain and chronic fatigue. And um, when you start, if you do start testosterone treatment, it's one of those things that's really, really important. So I think besides the health industry, oh, sorry, the fitness health industry, the medical industry also needs to provide that kind of advice and support to people who are kind of going down that path as well. And I think... Um, yeah, being able to have that one-on-one support is absolutely necessary. There is no, when it comes to these particular limitations, there's not really a guide you can put out or something like that, you know. It's really something that's got to be tailored to each individual person's limits and, um, you know, what they're capable of, what they want to do. One of the other things too is when I started transitioning and I was on testosterone for about eight months, I was doing working out and I tore the the ligaments in my shoulders both shoulders because i had Mm -hmm. no idea because no one told me that your muscles get stronger but your tendons don't grow at the same rate absolutely i was in excruciating pain for months yeah because no one told me don't go hardcore working out yeah you know you've got to make sure you are conditioning your tendons at the same time so yeah yeah, that that real support for people who are um yeah transitioning also but have health limitations is a real gap there absolutely it's it's something that i've learned just from my time working with so many different people who are you know have started hormones or have been on them for short periods or people who have talked about how they started transitioning they wanted to train at the same time to develop their bodies but have ended up with these sorts of joint injuries because Mm. yeah exactly that no one no one has taken the time to invest in understanding all of the health implications that come with transitioning, let alone people who have other underlying conditions that will influence their body's response to hormone therapy. Um, yep. there's, there's definitely not been the time and money invested into really understanding the experiences of people transitioning. And especially yeah. in a fitness space when it's so you know, cisgendered and heteronormative, like for them mm-hmm. to even have the capacity to start approaching how it would be possible to fathom what it means for someone to transition to start with and then what those implications are going to be moving forward. Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, and you're the person one. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Doing my best. <laughs> Such a bummer you learnt the hard way with it. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I tell you what. Shoulders I, are I the worst trying. for injuries. Really, yeah. My rotator cuffs are just oh. they're stuffed. Yeah. Um, so I just had to rest them for, I think, maybe six months. Yeah, and do do not a lot in in terms of upper body stuff. And only yeah. just now started doing stuff, and now I'm just like stretching a lot more, and yeah, just trying to actually take it really really easy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, go hard. <laughs> but and, but I think that the messaging put out from the industry, there's very much that perception of going hard, like going all out as well. It's it's what's sold to yeah. so many people as well as this is how you do it, and mm. you don't actually have to 
feel uh, sore in your body or anything like that to get good results from moving your body. Uh, that's right. Exactly. It doesn't sound sexy when you sell it like that. <laughs> no, that's right. I did 10,000 push-ups. I did 20,000 push-ups. <laughs> yeah, that's totally what it's all about. It's like, I want to brag to my friends that I can lift this much. But why exactly. do you need to lift that much? <laughs> like, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, fitness yeah, industry. Definitely. <laughs> So do you have anything you'd like to share with folks listening that you found helped you? Other than what I've already said, I think just really acknowledging that there is no one size that fits all and everybody has totally unique desires. Like I think if you want to get fit and and, um, be motivated to maintain that and and keep that going for, for a long period of time, you've really got to try and think about what you want so, you know, like I said about the fact that I, I need a sense of a, adventure, um, I need some fun, I need some activity. So I've got to build that into what I'm doing and my working out. And I think that's really important um, for people who, who want to kind of keep keep that up, really. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. It's been great. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for the, the invitation. Not it's at been all. great. Good, good to be a part of. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, friends. I know I had a blast having a chat with Kai. He's a super inspiring human. If you want to find out more about us, if you want to get in contact, you can reach out to us through our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can check us out on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective. You can check out on Instagram, non-gendered fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness. Fearless Movement Collective at fearless underscore movement underscore co or me bowie at the dot no dot t dot nb so until next week friends remember taking the time to do what you can when you can is really important be kind and be patient with yourself and that is a skill to learn even if right now you're facing some challenges in your life this does not mean it's how it's always going to be Have a right as day, pals.